0: Greetings, and welcome to the Get Hiking Southeast podcast. I'm Joe Miller, and I'll be leading this adventure. Why me? Why am I at the front of the pack? Well, for the last decade or so, I've been leading hikes and backpack trips in the Southeast, and for nearly three decades, I've been writing about adventure in the region as a newspaper columnist, guidebook author, and as a blogger. Our focus in the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is telling the stories of the hikers and the trails, especially those lesser-known trails in the southeastern United States. The Catawba Falls Trail in the Pisgah National Forest Grandfather Ranger District will close for improvements on May 2nd and remain closed until next spring. The popular trail near Old Fort, North Carolina will be closed for 9 to 12 months to ensure the safety of the public and construction crews building retaining walls, boardwalks, staircases, and overlooks that will greatly improve the trail and visitor safety. According to Grandfather District Ranger Nicholas Larson, quote, the location of Catawba Falls allows a wide spectrum of visitors to have an outstanding experience at a waterfall. Hmm, wide spectrum of visitors. I wonder what exactly that means. Well, Ranger Larson goes on to explain that, quote, this is also the site in McDowell County with the most emergency rescue calls. So basically, that wide spectrum includes a lot of people who don't get out much and don't have the outdoor experience necessary to assess a dangerous situation. As those of us who spend a good deal of time in the outdoors know, the number of people falling into that broad spectrum category has risen exponentially in the past two years. The pandemic has resulted in a wave of newcomers driven outdoors by its promise of safety. Safety perhaps from COVID-19 and its growing array of variants, but not from safety in general. And here's where we're seeing the repercussions of two generations of Americans who have grown up indoors. And yes, I am going to get all back in my day on you. This past weekend, our backpacking group spent three days in the Shining Rock wilderness. Unfortunately, the weather was near perfect, which meant casual recreators from throughout the land decided to descend on an area known for its incredible and abundant views. Trail etiquette was that is was at an all-time low. Heading east off Tennant Mountain, we could see in the distance... Did I say see? Actually, we could hear in the distance a youth group whooping it up from atop a knob beyond. And not the spontaneous whoops of kids playing outdoors. This was some sort of orchestrated whoop that as far as I could tell was intended for one another to out-whoop one another. Then, as they descended north on the Art Lobe Trail, They were like a bulldozing caterpillar, dominating the trail as they failed to yield to the uphill climbers. Quick aside. Yes, trail etiquette for hikers passing on a trail is often observed in reverse, with uphill hikers gladly yielding to their downhill counterparts for the chance to catch their breath. But there was no acknowledgement by this group, not even the faintest nod to seating right-of-way. And yes, they did have uh, adult supervisors with them. We passed two groups blaring music on mini speakers, and a group of college age guys who, I'm pretty sure, included one in his underwear. To me, a lot of these trail faux pas boil down to simple common sense, an acknowledgement that, to paraphrase Mulder, we are not alone. That common sense thing, though, leads to larger safety issues, like the one forcing the closure of the Catawba Falls Trail to make it near foolproof. Notice I said near. During the day at Shining Rock, we saw a variety of ill-prepared people. Three times on the Investor Gap Trail, we were asked, Is this the way back to the parking lot? You're wandering around a wilderness area? Uh, Okay, technically, two of the questioners were just outside the actual wilderness. But anyway, you're wandering around a wilderness area, and you don't know where you are or how to get back to your car? Granted, very few people these days have paper maps, let alone know how to read one. But per near everyone has a smartphone, and there are so many trail apps available, RTrails and REI's The Hiking Project to name two, that it's inconceivable that anyone would venture into the wild without one. Especially since these maps don't need a cell signal to tell you exactly where you are. But apparently many did venture out without a way to help them find their location. As dusk was approaching, we saw a group obviously day hikers, wandering past our camp at Shining Rock with no packs and wearing t-shirts and shorts. Though it had been in the mid-60s during the day, the setting sun and stirring breeze was quickly dropping the temperature. They had no headlamps, no jackets, and they were at least two hours from the trailhead. I wonder how many rescues they do up here, I asked. Such basic things, and yet apparently not. Basic, though, to those of us who were kicked out of the house on a Saturday morning and not expected back until supper. And yes, it is a cliche, and yes, it's true. But some things quickly become apparent to you when you're eight and you know you're not going to be, you're going to be out and about for a good 10 hours. For example, you better take something to eat, usually a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because A, it's tasty, and B, you may not know why at the time, but it'll keep you going throughout the day. You should also have some idea of where you're planning to go. Going to a creek or pond? Wear trunks and maybe take a towel. Exploring the local woods? Sturdy sneakers and jeans. And don't forget the bug spray. Maybe you didn't plan well, or or at all, the first few times you set out on one of those glorious Saturdays. But it didn't take you long to figure it out. If you were a kid left to your own devices for the better part of a Saturday, you figured things out quickly. You developed a keen sense A keen common sense, not just for dealing with the outdoors, but for dealing with life in general. Saturday, about the only common sense I witnessed was from a family with 20-something kids that we ran into at Ivester Gap. Is Shining Rock this way, asked the dad. Yeah, I said, about two miles. Stay on the trail and and I looked them up and down to assess their fitness level. "Uh, Stay on the trail and you should be there in about 40-45 minutes. We're headed that way ourselves. They thanked us and took off. About ten minutes later, we encountered them coming back down the trail. We decided it was too far, said the mom. The dad, at the rear, shrugged his shoulders. They'd rather have a beer. At least they had a plan, though. When the revamped Catawba Falls Trail reopens next spring, it undoubtedly will be safer. But will it be safe enough for everyone? Not based on what we witnessed this weekend at Shining Rock. So, the point today... Have a basic understanding and appreciation of the outdoors before you head out. There are a lot of great resources out there to help you safely prepare and execute an adventure, even if you're new to the game. We're going to promote our own guide, Let's Get Hiking, a quick and comprehensive guide for the aspiring hiker. It's short, 109 pages, and as the name implies, quickly covers everything from what to wear to what to bring to hiking under specific circumstances. In the rain, for instance, or in the heat you can find a link in our show notes. You can also find good basic direction from the American Hiking Society at their website, AmericanHiking.org. That's our show for this week. I hope you liked it and that you'll be back. In the meantime, a reminder that the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is a part of the Get Hiking and Get Backpacking universe, where instead of just telling you about great places to go, we take you there. To learn about everything we do and every place we go, go to goodgoingnc.com and click on Explore with Us. One place we're going this summer is North Carolina's High Country to explore three sections of the statewide mountains of the Sea Trail. For three weekends, we will explore the MST. In June, in the Doughton Park area, in July, in the Graveyard Field's Mount Pisgah area, and in September, the area below Grandfather Mountain and near Price and Trout Lakes. Each weekend includes camping and meals and about 20 miles of guided hiking. And for you backpackers, we still have two spots left for our Get Backpacking trip exploring Virginia's Triple Crown in May. And we've just announced the trip in July to the Fires Creek area of the Nanahala National Forest, a trip that includes a trip planning component. Again, you can find out more about these adventures and others at getgoingnc.com. Click on Explore With Us. If you like what we're doing here at the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, please do leave a review with a podcast vendor from whom you receive this weekly communication if you don't like it or if you have some specific constructive criticism or perhaps a topic for an upcoming episode drop us a line at joe at until we meet again get out and explore